0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator ten for ten percent off your first
1: booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with
2: Viator. Yeah, well, nobody likes to make those, but at the same time, you don't want to um, curve his aggressiveness uh, uh, and you know, desire to make a play. So, because he made a couple of too in there. Uh, but, that's not going to happen very often with him. It happens with every quarterback, but they got to keep firing. I mean, that's you start getting hesitant, and then everything falls apart on you. So um, he'll he'll learn from it and and move on. It's pretty simple things that, that he uh, can adjust to, to fix it. So that's that's how he's wired. I mean, he's going to go back and look at it, study it, and go okay. What up, fellas? Um, it's a it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, the neighborhood of the uh, the best Chiefs podcast out there. Showing BK, Steve helps. Uh, it's a uh, it's a great it's a great day to hang out. Um, I'm a little I'm a little annoyed. I, I know we shouldn't be looking back at, at last week, um, and I know you know Serta, you've always been a a a non rearview mirror guy. Uh, you're a straight-ahead looker. I know don't live you, in the past. I know you don't live in the past. Just look straight in. Well, uh, I'm I'm in the rearview mirror just for a second. I just <laughs> I just need you, BK. What 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 was that? What what was that Sunday? So that was bad. Um,
0: we can start we can start there. Nobody was particularly good, other than like Isaiah Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon. They were really good, but the rest of the team just. I, honestly, Orlando Brown Jr. Had, had a pretty good day. Credit where it's due. That guy was pretty good on, on Sunday as well. The team just didn't really show up. Defensively, they didn't make enough plays. Offensively... When they were moving the ball, it looked really good. The problem was Patrick Mahomes threw three interceptions and each one that followed was worse than the one that preceded it. That being said, this stuff happens. The Chiefs last year had some stretches where they didn't play well. They barely beat the Giants. We all remember that one where they were in the offensive funk. They beat the Broncos 22-9. to nine. They um, ended up beating the Broncos at the end of the year 28-24. The Bills have done this this year, where they beat the Browns by one possession. They beat Detroit by three. They barely ended up escaping against New England. Miami this year beat Pittsburgh by six. Uh, They beat Chicago by three. They lost to the Chargers. Cincinnati this year lost to Pittsburgh. They barely escaped against New Orleans. They lost to Cleveland. And then they beat Pittsburgh the next time by seven points. So this stuff happens. It's not exclusive to the Chiefs, even though because we watch the Chiefs more closely, we focus in more when it happens to the Chiefs. A lot of teams take these lesser opponents lightly, and the result is what you saw on Sunday, where it looks ugly after you get out to that massive lead and you let the other team back in it. This was not a case of the Andy Reid shutdown mode. This was not a case of anything else. It was Patrick Mahomes through three awful interceptions, the defense ended up not being able to make significant plays. And when you play like that, you're going to let even the Broncos get back into that one. I don't think this was as concerning for me as the Bengals game was. And the reason why is because I don't think this is repeatable. I don't think we're worried about Patrick Mahomes against the Bengals, the Dolphins, whoever your opponent is in the playoffs, him throwing three interceptions. So I am not super worried about this. I was really worried about what we saw against the Bengals. I know, Ron, you
2: have a very different takeaway from that game. This is why I mess with you. You know, sort of, I mean, you're, you're fun too. But, but BK, this, this is this is why I mess with you. Why are you looking at me like that, Steve?
1: <laughs> well, uh, it's just kind of what BK was saying uh, about the Chiefs' performance is. Like, it was a rare set of circumstances, at least for Patrick Mahomes. Like, I looked this up today. It was only Mahomes' third career game with three interceptions. And it was only his 12th multi-interception game of his career, including the playoffs, which is... Absolutely insane uh for an NFL quarterback. Like That was most- supposed
0: to be the concern with him.
1: That was supposed yeah, to be the issue yeah, like, is that he wasn't going to take care of the football. Those those are absolutely insane numbers and it's I, I talked all week long last week uh, about the Broncos and their offense and how NFL offenses sometimes just stumble into decent games and it just happened that just so happened that the Broncos did it against the Chiefs. I wasn't expecting them to do it against the Chiefs. They just did. They finally stumbled into their reasonable offensive game because we watched this team for 10-plus weeks just every single week score 12 to 13 points. Like, they've just been absolutely awful, and I'm willing to just chalk it up to a weird division game that isn't going to happen very often. And I'm willing to bet the DraftKings – will also do the, th- the exact same thing. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is the place to go when betting on the NFL this holiday season. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings' stepped-up same-game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code 5Questions, place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code 5Questions,
2: only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You see, this is why the people come to us right there. And I, this is why I said, this is why I miss with you BK. Sorta, you were leaking oil there at the end, but, but for the most part, you were in the right space. I'll be a little harder, though. Patrick Mahomes is why this game changed and turned the way it did. And we got to be able to be honest and have that conversation. Now, of going to say it's going to happen all the time and they're not going to say that he's not great, but I have heard far too much as we roll into this Friday, far too much this week about this game and about what happened Sunday about the defense, or I've heard about the last couple of weeks with the offensive line. And I'm not saying it's not warranted. on on some counts with this thing. But Patrick Mahomes is the GOAT of the league right now. He is the best. He is the standard. He is the best player in the game at the most important position. You don't get to waltz in here 27 to nothing and then just start being ultra careless with the football and turn the ball over, and then we're going to sit there and look at the defense. The defense scored one of those touchdowns that made it 27 to nothing. And what did he do in the second half? He gave you seven. That's it. He and his offense scored seven points in the second half, and he threw two more interceptions. He threw, he threw the interceptions that changed the game. That's the only thing that had that game get to where it was is because Patrick Mahomes, the best in the game, started just being careless with the football. Now, look, the defense has some issues. The offensive line, Lord knows it has issues. But Patrick Mahomes can't do that. And, and, and we got to call it. And I'm not saying he's going to do it every week or not. But let's let, let, let's give him the proper respect that he deserves of, of being the best player in the game. When the best player in the game waltzes out here at 27 to nothing and just starts giving Denver life in the football repeatedly, including going down and giving up the last pick. Now, we can't – oh, I'm really getting hot. All I've heard is about this defense. He throws a pick in a six-point game for no good reason. And luckily, Legarius Sneed came back and got a pick to answer it to allow him to get the ball back to seal it. But he's just careless with the football. No, no, no. That wasn't about the defense to me. That wasn't about nothing else. But Patrick Mahomes turned it. And I'm not – BK, I'm not worried, but I am honest with myself. And I am honest to say he waltzed out there and did that last week. And I am honest to say that the two games that he – the other two games that he's lost this year, two of them against Buffalo and Cincinnati, he got outplayed by the two other quarterbacks in the league that I think Chiefs fans have major concern with if they run into him. He's been outplayed by Joe Burrow three straight times. I'm not saying the loss was his fault, but Joe Burrow was able to make plays at the end of the game and Patrick Mahomes wasn't. Patrick Mahomes couldn't pick up the first downs that Joe Burrow was able to pick up. Not saying the game was all on him, but once you figure it he and you look at it, Joe Burrow outplayed him. Josh Allen's outplayed him. And now he's throwing picks. Let's just be honest. Yes, the Chiefs have some issues in a lot of ways that they got to things they got to do, but they're not going to win a Super Bowl if Mahomes is getting outplayed by other quarterbacks, and he's throwing picks and giving them life. He's got to, he's got to, he's got to, he's got to tighten that stuff up and tighten it up big time. What I heard them say on the broadcast, fellas, and I'll shut up, maybe. What I heard him say on the broadcast is he challenged everybody to step their game up and to play at the highest level that they can play. Sir, it's your turn. It's your turn to do it because that was not the highest level. So let's stop talking about the defense who we know is not the the thing to carry this team. Let's stop talking about the offensive line that we know is not the 15 has got to pick it up and 15 can't throw careless picks and he's got to stop getting outplayed by Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. All right, I'll stop.
0: I think everything you said is fair. That being said, I have very little worry that the turnovers are going to be something that suddenly becomes an issue for him. Agreed. The all-time leader in interception percentage. Do you know who it is, Ron? Fewest amount of their passes that resulted in interceptions. If you're going by a rate statistic. I'm going to go YA title. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the correct answer. Steven Serdo is correct. 1.4% is where Aaron Rodgers is at in his career. It's the lowest in NFL history. Tied for second with Tom Brady as Patrick Mahomes. There is no concern whatsoever about Patrick Mahomes suddenly being this guy that turns the ball over a lot. That being said, if we do want to like expand this a little bit, and instead of just talking about it last week, big picture-wise, what does this mean? One of the reasons why he cannot turn the ball over this year is because the defense, and I'm not blaming them, Ron. I'm with you on last week. Last week was on Mahomes. But moving forward, the reason why the margin for error is so much slimmer this year for the Chiefs offense is that the defense does not create turnovers this year. In the past, that has been the one real calling card. They'll allow you to go up and down the field. They'll allow you to score some points. But their per drive statistics, they were a little better because they were getting some of these turnovers and giving them back to the offense. And then Patrick Mahomes gets an extra possession as a result. This year, they're just not doing that. If you look at their turnover margin on the season, it's bottom five in the NFL. They're on pace right now to be a negative seven in the turnover differential this year. That's horrible. And that's something that also has to get corrected. And last week, even against the Broncos, they weren't particularly good in that regard. I thought they were going to turn them over like three, four times and they haven't done enough of it. They've got to get more pressure on the quarterback. They've got to start uh, converting some of these, some of these turnovers. And that that is something that also long-term Needs to get better as well.
2: Well, see that. Well, mm-hmm. hold on. See, that's my thing. Is see, last week they did do it. They turned that's them true. over twice and they scored. Their
1: turnover huh. differential on the season is tied with the Houston Texans. It's, it's ter- terrible. Oh, it's that, terrible.
2: No, oh, very true. But like I'm saying, is let's not waltz out here it, each week and start throwing like giving. I feel like we're giving Mahomes a pass for his greatness. I'm not though. I, and, last week well, he I'm not was talking, bad, oh, I'm, but he gets I'm not one bad game. You. I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about most folks. It feels like you're giving him a pass because of his greatness. And my thing is, no, 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 no. No, his greatness should lead towards you having higher expectations. And everything you said for the season is true. But, hell, last week they scored. (laughs) They scored and turned him over twice. And critical. One was a pick six and the other was was a huge turnover when you felt like, oh, my God, are these cats about to go down here and take the lead? And they get a turnover. So I just, I maybe I'm not saying this is an overall thing, and not saying to, to, you know to, to to get scared. I'm just saying I, I have grown. This is built. I'll just say that from listening to conversations and the annoyance of everything leading with this defense in one of its worst performances ever, and I, or this year. And I'm just saying, well, let's let's not act like we don't know what the catalyst was for the Chiefs for the game turning from being 27 to nothing to them being in a barn burner.
1: Yeah. It's the Broncos had short fields from bad Patrick Mahomes interceptions. Like like that's what it was. And when you're as good as he is and the expectation should be higher for you as an individual. And I totally agree with you there, but I think that most of the time the expectations are met. And last week, he didn't exactly meet them. Sometimes there's got to be a little bit of leeway there. And so I'm more willing to just chalk this up to it was a weird divisional game. They got out big. They started relaxing. Patrick Mahomes made mistakes that he doesn't normally make. And you were still good enough to get the win, even though there was red flags that popped up all along the way. I still think that they can play better than that. That, that was not the game that I'm going to point to this season and act like they got exposed or there was something that we learned from that game. I think that game was an outlier. And I just think that they played bad against a pretty good defense and it wound up biting them last week.
0: I think that's where I'm at is last week was an outlier performance for Mahomes and it was not an outlier performance for the defense for the defense. That's who they've become right now. The chiefs defense is one of the five worst in the NFL. Like any way you want to slice it, they just have not been good enough this year and it's something that when you look to the playoffs, I think there's a real chance that that becomes the thing that ends up losing them a game in the postseason. If, if right. Patrick if Patrick Mahomes loses them a game, man, that's just, that's the way the cards go, right? Like, if, if you are the New York Yankees and Aaron Judge goes cold in the playoffs, there's nothing you can do about that. You can't change the way your team's constructed. There's nothing you can learn in the offseason. Like, The best player in the world got cold for a little while. If you're the Houston Astros and Justin Verlander and Framber Valdez end up not being able to give you five innings in their starts in the World Series, like, what are you gonna do? You know, sometimes you chalk it up to the other team having your your number. Patrick Mahomes is that guy for for the Chiefs. If he doesn't play well, there's nothing like macro-wise that you can really take away from that, other than that he had a bad game.
2: Yeah, I see. I agree to what you said to a point, and I didn't even know we were going to jump off to here. But you said something like, "I like I don't think the defense has been that." But when you say bottom five in the league, I, I, I'm sure there are numbers or whatever it pushed away.
0: every one of them. You pick pick what you want. That one, yes,
2: they're bottom five. But, Everything except for sack total, but, basically. But what I when I look at for what this this team needs to do like you start looking at down the stretch of games i feel like the the offense has and other and other things has has hosed them in ways like to me the the Bengals game like you tell me right now hey they're going to give up 27 to the Bengals on the road but that was about D- the possessions. Higgins that was about back- the
0: possessions. I the possess- that, that's what that was because the get- defense couldn't get any stops, and so knew- possession-wise, they scored on like five of their seven possessions. I knew
2: they couldn't get off the field, but the turning point of the game was your second best player on the team fumbled the ball away. That changed the entire game as the defense was getting stops in the second half. Like that—that that changed the entirety of the game of it to me against the against the Rams. The defense played great. The Chiefs offense act like they couldn't score in the red zone anymore in that game. Against the Titans, the Chiefs offense struggled, but they held them down in the second half. Like, I, I, just, I just think it's a hard thing for me to look at the defense and I know what my expectation is for the defense and to think about the offense and I know what my expectation is with the offense, especially with Mahomes and Kelsey, and to think about how some of these games have turned and shifted. Yes, the defense has got to get better, right? You you hope they can get more stops, right? And I don't think I don't think we're personally I don't think we're in the 2018 defense. Where, I think we're pretty close. See, I, I I don't I I don't I I don't see that. I I just they the well then they can't make these kind of mistakes like this, right? And they can't make these. When is it like? I know it's not a lot, but I mean when is the last time this team has given up 30 points? Like that team was routinely, was routinely doing that. I also think
0: that that team was just constructed differently as well. Like that team was, we're going to score in two plays, go 70 yards. And like, we're just going to run up the score and we're going to go at this crazy pace. And I think like it, the offense did not help the defense that year either. This year, if you're looking at, if you're looking like on a per play basis of what the defense is doing, it, it is not as bad as it was in 2018. I, no, you're uh, correct on that, Ron. But it is it, – I'm not sure it's good enough to win you a Super Bowl either based on the way that they're playing right now. Like Mahomes has to be – and this is, I think, the lesson from last week. Even against a bad team, Mahomes has to be damn near perfect for this team to have any chance to be able to beat the good ones. And he just he, – he cannot make mistakes for them to beat the bad ones. They're first right now in offensive DVOA and 25th in defensive DVOA. All right.
2: See, like, that's the thing. I've heard that narrative, too. Mahomes now has to be perfect. I heard Ryan Clark saying that ESPN. But does he? It's pretty close to it. I mean, mean, look what he did last week. (laughs) I I do
1: believe there's more talent on this defense overall uh, than there was on that 2018. That narrative. like. It's. I, I don't think they're quite as bad. I think they can still play better down the stretch. The biggest issue is they just don't have playmakers. They just don't have game-changing players on that side of the ball. Like if Chris Jones doesn't make a play for them this yeah. year, they they are
0: like he has to stop a drive. He's the guy. And this past week, he he when they struggle defensively, it's because Chris Jones didn't have that game-wrecking play. And you notice it. You leave the game, and you're like, "Man, don't really remember hearing Chris Jones's uh, name called that day." And he—that th- is a concern because you can, if you're another team, scheme against him. You, you can I go just, into a game and say that dude's just not going to beat us.
2: Uh, and they may have. But people keep saying that they got to be perfect. I just want to see it because they sure as hell—they sure as hell weren't perfect last week, and they won. And they sure as hell weren't perfect against the Bengals. I mean, they had the critical game-changing play from Kelsey that turned that game around, and they lost and then because they weren't, of it. And they weren't perfect, and they weren't perfect against the Rams. Like that's I those mean, are I,
0: bad teams, Ron. You can see what I'm saying here, right? Like well, you're, I you're mean, not the Bengals are. No, but they lost that game. Like they, they lost because of really one critical mistake uh, in, in that game. And you look at the like you you look back even further. The, the Bills game, you, you lose that one because the offense wasn't perfect in it. And I, that's what I'm curious about is, like, you can beat the Texans this weekend if Patrick Mahomes throws two and interceptions.
2: See, like, see, that's another one. Like, when you bring up the Bills game, well, they gave up 24 points to them. They stopped them multiple times on fourth down. Like, that's the game. Like, that, that's a great example of what I'm talking about. Like, the defense did their job more than their job against Buffalo. Right? More than their job. And they, yeah. I mean, they—that—that that was they probably couldn't. their most impressive performance. And, Pat, and so Pat, Pat had two interceptions in that game. Mm-hmm. And are you going to say like when you say they got to be perfect? Well, Pat had two interceptions in that game, and they lost 24-21. And the defense gave him the ball with the lead. I think Jones the defense tripped.
0: has regressed. I think the defense is getting that, worse as the fair. season that, goes that's along.
2: That's fair. I just, I just wanted to understand our our expectations of the two. But we've really taken off on this. this <laughs> This is not what the plan was. This is this is what makes us great, man. They're playing the Texans. Um, <laughs> it's more doing. interesting talking.
1: But, yeah, to we'll, sure. don't worry, don't worry. We'll be, blow. I was going to
2: be impressed if we got forty minutes. <laughs> the I, I was going to blow through the rest of, of that, but.
1: Well, luckily, every week this season, we'll be cooking up our own same game parlays with our good friends at DraftKings. They will put them right on their homepage for all of you, our loyal fans, to follow each and every week. Again, Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Houston Texans Sunday at noon. So make sure you tune into the Arrowhead Pride. Twitter later on this afternoon. We will have a link to our bet for all of you to tail each and every week throughout the rest of the season. DraftKings has new offers and great ways to make your Sunday more fun. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
2: All right. uh, We do this every week when the Chiefs have the ball. Um, I'm not going to get cute with it. Uh, They should dominate this in any fashion they want. Uh, This is – this is a team that I've watched every second of every one of their games. Both of these teams, I've watched every second of every one of both of these teams' games, the Chiefs and the Texans. Uh, if the Texans were 100% healthy, uh, they would they would have a fight and an issue. Just the way that their defense is ran, and Lovey Smith is pretty stubborn and stays in it. Um, it is just inviting things that the Chiefs do well. Oh, let's leave the middle of the field as the vulnerable spots in the defense. Okay, Juju and Travis. Um, they, I mean, the, everything that they do. This is, and I and I don't mean this uh, with any kind of hyperbole, this is the worst run defense I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's rough. It's rough. I mean, it's get run through. I mean, I watched – uh, in the stadium, the Tennessee Titans refused to throw the ball in the second half, and they still got ran through like it was nobody's business. It, 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 I mean, they're they're bad at, at that, and then when you come in this game in terms of their pass defense, they are missing their two starting corners, including Steven Nelson, who has been really good this year. I, I know many Chiefs fans remember Steven Nelson as the handsy fella who is good for one to two uh, illegal contacts or holdings. He's actually been pretty good. Steve
1: Nelson's had a fine NFL career. He was pretty good in Pittsburgh. He was all right in Kansas City.
2: Yeah, he was a guy that was a penalty waiting to happen, though. He was a a handsy fellow. But he's played really, really well this year. He's been their best corner. But he and, uh, and Derek Stingley Jr., they are both potentially out of this game. Uh, and uh, they haven't practiced all week, so those are their two starting corners, and and their depth that, that is is awful. So the Chiefs are going to probably put them in a lot of eleven personnel, which is, you know, they're they're going to have three receivers and, and and Travis or 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 Travis and 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 two receivers and maybe Forts and whatever. They're going to have problems in a major way. So yes, the Chiefs can run the ball. And run up the score if they want to, or they can pass the ball. The, the Texans have been dominated either way. Uh, this should be, to me, one of their best offensive performances we see all year.
0: And they shouldn't be motivated too. That's the other. That's thing another here part. Is like you're coming off of a week where, whether you agree with me or Ron, wherever you stand on what took place last week, it it clearly was a bad game by Patrick Mahomes, and he's coming in here in Houston. By the way, he's from the state of Texas. Um, I would imagine he's going to be as motivated as you possibly can be to play against a team as poor as the Houston Texans are. So I think you're going to see a lot of the passing game having success. But I also would like to see what they're going to do on the ground, Ron, because one of the questions that I've had about this team in recent years is what do they do when the other team knows they're going to run it? Can they run in those situations? Third and short, fourth and short. Now down near the goal line, those like big money time packages where, all right, time to see if you can out physical the man in front of you. They've really struggled at times in the past, and they've really struggled specifically at the in those situations this year. Pacheco last week ended that game with an exclamation point, and that was one of those moments where I was like, all right. Maybe they've got something here in those big moments where they need a runner to be able to get them a few hard yards. I want to see that again this week. I don't know how many of those situations are going to arise, but I would hope that they've got a few third and shorts in this game. And when they get them, you should be able to dominate because this is an awful, awful uh, run defense next week's no different. Seattle's terrible against the run as well. So these are a couple of weeks where the running game should be able to get going.
2: Yeah. If they don't run the ball, will to, to me, it's, because they've chosen not to. Yeah.
1: Well, and I wouldn't be shocked if they did that because they do that pretty regularly. And it, it doesn't seem to matter what the matchup is, but this is a game where, and I I think Isaiah Pacheco has been good recently and a lot more impressive, at least more impressive than I thought he was early on in the season. Like it, it looks like he is developing. He's starting to see the field a little bit better. And He just runs hard as hell. And we knew that out of the gate that that's how he plays. But this is a game where I'd like to see some of that athleticism finally just explode and and pop off and see him finally have a big game. We saw Jarek McKinnon get more involved last week. I think that's going to be something that they try to work on moving forward because, man, that screen game, when they get it going, it's it's hard to stop. So this is a game where you don't want to show a lot. But you shouldn't have to show a lot to find success anyway.
2: And listen, man, I'm trying. I'm not trying to be. I, I'm just being completely honest. Uh, and I've done. A, I've, I've talked to a lot of people this week about this game. And I mean, it's just. I mean, it's just is what it is. All right to me, th- this ought to write. What would have been the best offensive performances? Arizona. Um. Who else did they beat the hell out of? They they just ran up. Like, this shit, whatever, the Arizona one, they were in the 40s. That one jumps talking out about the Bucks the, and the 49ers? The Bucs, the, the Bucs, 49ers, too. Like, it should be up into that range. This should be up in that range. And, then, and Chad Haney should be in this game. Uh, this, so,
0: uh, you're, you're calling this the way that I did against the Rams.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean the Rams had Aaron Donald, man. I mean, they had Aaron Donald <laughs> and Ramsey. Like, who, like, who is the Texans' best player that's expected to be active this week, Ron? Laramie well, Tunzel. Laramie Laramie Tunsil's their best <laughs> player. Um, uh, but he, I mean, he's hurt
0: though, right? Isn't he hurt? Nah, he just, nah, only, he, yeah, no, he was just sick. Laramie okay. Tunzel
2: like Laramie Tunsil, seriously might be a first-team All-Pro. I mean, who's their
0: best non-offensive lineman? Not uh,
2: put um, it in a different way. <laughs> especially if we're as we're talking about the Chiefs when the Chiefs have the ball, Jalen Petrie has really come on. The the rookie from. Um, I like from him. Baylor. Can... He had a he had a he had a rough patch there. They've been playing a more deeper in the back end at free safety. I wanted the Chiefs to draft him. He's a good he's, player. Uh, he's played. He started play really really well uh, the last I'd say the last three weeks. Um, so he's been impressive for them. Christian Harris, linebacker, another young guy, has started to. You can tell he's just different from everybody else in terms of what he could do. I will say. The thing to watch in this game if we're looking for things when the Chiefs have the ball is Jerry Hughes. He's 108, um, but he's number 55. He has given offensive tackles problems at times. He's got eight sacks, I think, uh, this year. He And and we understand what has happened. I'm, I'm telling you right now, Orlando Brown has been beat by far players worse than Jerry Hughes. and And they'll move him. Uh, from from either side, so oh Sem Wiley, you got to look at it too. Um, they've uh, so he could cause some problems. So that'll be an interesting watch to see how they handle handle how they handle Jerry Hughes.
0: Yeah, and this is another game where you're probably going to want to see Orlando Brown Jr. under the microscope because hey, I I know we've got our jokes, and hey, I've, I've been leading the pack on it. He played yeah. well last week. He, he played he played well last week. Credit where it's due. Back it up. Do it again. Do it again this week and then do it again the rest of the season. Because let's be honest, the teams that you're playing the rest of the season are not particularly good. And hopefully he's able to then capitalize on it with a little bit more confidence going into the playoff run. But this is a game where you need him to come up big. My guess would be like if I was in charge of the Texans, I would exclusively have Hughes rushing on the right side of the Chiefs offensive line. Just have him go up against Wiley because that's a good matchup.
2: All right, when the Texans have the ball, what they line up this Sunday, I'm not smiling, when they line up this Sunday, this might be the worst offense constructed in the National Football League. (laughs) This Sunday, specifically, when they come in. I mean, Damian Pierce, who's been their bright spot this year, and he's really, really good. He is the number seven rusher in the NFL. He is really, really good. He's not playing. Um, he's He's been the only person you could really get excited for. He's out of this game. Nico Collins, he's missed the last game, hasn't practiced all week with a foot. He's a receiver that's a big-body receiver that I would have loved to have seen uh, some of the corners for the Texans to go against, particularly Williams and Watson. 6'4", has made some plays with the ball in the air. I don't think he's going to play. Brandon Cooks, it's already been reported. This week, uh, earlier in the week on Wednesday, that he is expected not to play. Now he did practice in a limited fashion with a calf issue today, uh, or, or practice on Thursday, excuse me. So w- we're not sure if he'll play. Man, that's their top three people. I mean, they're the. I mean, Larry Matunzel can't run it and catch it. So I mean, that's their top, their top guys, man. And, and Chris Moore last week had a ten, had ten catches for 124 yards. But, I mean, to be honest with, with where he is in his life, he said, I don't think I've ever had a game in my entire life where I've been thrown the ball ten times, let alone caught it. Wow, damn, <laughs> not even in high school, son? <laughs>
1: um,
2: So, listen, they're, they're, and they're quarterbacked by, uh, by Davis Mills and Jeff Driscoll. And they were successful last week offensively. What do you call
1: Jeff Driscoll on the air? What's his uh, name? A
2: few things. Uh, there's a it's, a. it's a Wild Jeff, uh, <laughs> the Driscoll, the Driscoll cat, and if he gets frisky, the Drizzy cat. I mean, that's uh, that's <laughs> that's uh, that's all good for old JD. Um, uh, <laughs> JD, I like that. Uh, but but listen, they they surprised the Cowboys last week. In that upset, that near upset, they surprised the Cowboys last week because the Cowboys had no clue that they were gonna be be using when I say this. Jeff Driscoll played half the snaps. He played half the snaps. They split the snaps right down the middle, him and uh him and Davis Mills. Well, Steve Spagnola has tape and has now seen this. They should not be catching the the Chiefs off guard. And Pep Hamilton, God bless him. Um I don't think Pep Hamilton's at least from what he has shown us all year, he is not a, a person that's creative that he's really got counters off of the things that he showed last week. Um they've got tape. They should not this should not work as much as it did last week. And if the Chiefs don't turn the ball over like the Cowboys did, I mean the Cowboys turned the ball over twice that set up drives inside the 10. So I mean that that and 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 the Texans didn't score at all on one of them. So I mean, like that is this is this and and they had Damian Pierce last week, which, which really helped. And Rex Burkhead is going to be the primary ball carrier. So just think that in your head. Um. Uh. So yeah. So this this is going to be this 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 is going to be rough. The only chance they have is to try to catch them off guard, like they did last week, the Cowboys. And I think that ship has sailed because the Chiefs have film on this. Here were my notes for you guys this week.
0: The Texans offense sucks. All of their good players are out. The defense should eat. Go get sacks. Turn it over. Pretty much what I've got for you, man. Like, <laughs> there's good, nothing good here. They're, they're bad. They don't have a good quarterback. They don't have good pass catchers. Their running back has no motor at this point in his career. He's like a old, like, 64 Pinto, it's it's not good, is, man. man. This this is bad. Uh, the Texans' offense is worse than their defense right. right now, given what the personnel is.
1: I and mean, they if did they... cut Marlon Mack, who had a long touchdown, <laughs> against this defense last week. Yeah.
2: To keep I mean, there's, Rex Burkhead. there's an obsession with Rex Burkhead that is <laughs> unhealthy um, for everybody in the city. He did have a big week
0: around this time last year, if I remember correctly. It was like late in the season. He had yeah. one big like breakout week that won a bunch of people some money on yeah, daily. He had games
2: 149 week. yards against the Chargers. There yeah, you go. Right. That that
0: was the week. <laughs> don't don't be that team, Chiefs. Don't be that team. But in all seriousness, I do have literally one thing that I'm curious about defensively in this game. And that's that is all that I have. And when I can't find anything you know it's it's really the low of the low of what they're going up against. I want to see yeah. how the Chiefs treat their corners. And and that's that's pretty much it. And that's that's the only thing that I really have that is of interest to me in this game.
2: I, I will say the one like I said on, on the other side of the ball, Jalen Petrie is one to watch. On this side, the one guy that I think I have that could give them problems I'm genuinely get...
0: curious where you're going with this. <laughs> 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 I,
2: I ju- like I'm
0: I'm waiting on bated breath cuz I don't know who the name is that's about to come out of your
2: mouth. Yeah, the, it, it... Chris Moore? <laughs> no, he, he did go for 10 catches. No, is uh is there they're tied in. Uh Jordan Akins. Um, Jordan Aikens. He's like Jordan 30 Aikens. years old also
1: Jordan Akins, by the team by another by team, team and picked back up by the Texans uh, earlier he, this year.
2: he is he listen I'm, I'm gonna tell you that he is their best like I'm just telling you don't wa- watch if you see that Jordan Akins does some things that you didn't think that he was capable of doing uh, he is by far easily their best their best uh, their best player in terms of getting separation their biggest matchup problem um and he's he has a runner he has a really good knack and ability to run away from people like run after the catch for him and it's not just for houston texans good like it's 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 pretty good where you'll be surprised like damn i didn't know that he could do that um so he is he's like the only person like if they were completely healthy jordan akins is their best pass threat to me And, and a guy that could cause matchup that could cause matchup issues if Jordan Makins is, it,
0: is it? causing matchup issues for this defense, <laughs> then they've got bigger problems. And, yeah. and I, I like you're you're right. You're right. Wrong. No, I hear I, you. No, he just, has, just... I've played him in daily fantasy no, a couple of times this year man. because he is okay. like kind of interesting. But if if that dude is giving you problems defensively, then you've just got problems defensively. No, I, I, Listen, I'm,
2: and I he's, he's I, given I mean, some good defensive problems. He's given some good defensive problems. But go ahead.
1: I mean this with all. Disrespect to to Jordan (laughs) Akins. If he's a legitimate problem for this defense, then it's worse than I ever imagined. Uh, The defenses that he gave problems.
0: Ron, the defenses that he gave problems were the Raiders and the Dolphins and the Giants, all of whom have problems. (laughs)
2: Like whether it's Akins, the Giant, the first of the Giants are the bad defense, and he gave the Jags some problems as well. I listen. I'm just telling you when you watch him. Just watch if you watch him now. I don't know if he'll have a chance. Last week he wasn't really a part of this two quarterback system. But if you watch him, <laughs> so just watch like what if you watch some of the things that he does, you'll be like, oh okay, all right. That there is some there is some sneaky athleticism and speed that I didn't know that he had. I mean he, he'll he'll pull away from people in a way that you didn't that you didn't realize. It. I'm not saying he's going to get off. I'm just telling I'm just telling you that is like. I, he he is he he would be their best threat if everybody was healthy, and so he is the only one there. So that, that's it. I mean, they should beat the hell out of him. By the way, Chris Jones, listen, they're rookie. They're rookie. Um, I I'm concerned about uh their their young rookie, oh five nine, Tindian Green. Uh, he's a fella. The best that I can describe is he seems to be the only person out there on a patch of ice, and he's wearing uh gaiters, like dress shoes. It, it seems like everybody else on the field is playing on grass, <laughs> except Kenyon Green he's just got by no himself he's got is, no in, is, in, is in ice, and he's wearing church shoes. Slick church shoes. I mean, that boy – He's beyond on skates so I, I Chris Jones anybody naughty uh, anybody this kid has struggled mightily and he was their their first round pick their second first round pick so that I mean that could be a real real problem for the Texans moving forward all right the game that is sweeping the nation certified or imposter you're
1: certified right let's get
2: you certified I'm an imposter. Here it is. You brought up the secondary, BK, one thing you want to watch. It is clear, at least here down the stretch, they have chosen Joshua Williams over Jalen Watson. Certified or imposter? Certified or imposter, that choice? Are you one that believes Joshua Williams is certified over Jalen? Jalen wilson or Jalen wilson Jalen watson the rest of the way i'm sorry i didn't mean to bring up his 24 I, I didn't points, need 10 rebounds didn't need that uh, yeah, but, no, but, uh, didn't need are, that but uh is it certified joshua williams should be playing over Jalen watson
0: and Jalen wilson very much certified against my tigers that was embarrassing yeah, uh jaylen watson i think might be certified joshua williams i'm not so sure i'm still in on him like i think as a prospect he is the same guy to me that today that he was when he was drafted He's long, he has good athleticism, and eventually he's a guy that could be of interest for the Chiefs secondary. I don't think he's a starting corner at this point in his career, and I'm not totally sure I understand why they decided to go to him over Jalen Watson to begin with. Now They've
2: clearly chosen him over. They
0: did for a while, and then last week it feels like it might have switched back a little bit more toward Jalen Watson. Last week, Jalen Watson ended up playing 26 snaps. That's 36% of the snaps defensively. Meanwhile, Joshua Williams played 36 snaps. He was about 50% of the snaps defensively. It was the first time that it's been that close between the two in weeks. Jalen Watson had been playing like 12, 30, 20, 10. That, That was the snap share from him recently. And this is after, for most of the season, he was in that 80 to 95 threshold in terms of the percentage. So I would go back to that. I'm not sure why they made the change to begin with. So if you're asking me certified or imposter, Joshua Williams over Watson, I would say imposter. I I never really understood why they went that direction, and I still don't to this day. I think they should make the switch this week back to Jalen Watson, give him a week to get his feet back under him as a starter, and then next week we really find out if he can do it against Seattle because that's, that's where you'll actually see him against a competent NFL passing offense because this week he won't.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to go imposter here as well, and I agree with a lot of what BK said. Like, I, I think that Joshua Williams looks like he's an intriguing prospect for the Chiefs secondary. He still could really develop into a, a potential player for them down the stretch, and you know they they've developed some of these young corners in the past and had success with them. So, like, I, I think that Joshua Williams could have a bright future here in Kansas City. I just don't understand what the turning point was from Jalen Watson being the guy who is getting all this playing time when Trent McDuffie is down over Joshua Williams to all of a sudden Joshua Williams is now in the mix. And you know, maybe it's once we saw Jalen Watson really start getting targeted a little bit, he was kind of struggling. And maybe they think Joshua Williams is a little bit more of like a physical corner or something like that. But I I think that maybe it it just has to do with draft capital and and where these guys were drafted at. And maybe they're just trying to see what they can get out of both of them. But it, it seems like Jalen Watson's probably the better player right now, even coming out of a game where even Trent McDuffie had some bad plays last week after he's been pretty excellent when he's been healthy this season. But I'd rather see Jalen Watson get more work based on what we saw early in the season, than what we've seen so far from Joshua Williams, who does seem like he gives up big plays every single week in the secondary.
2: I'm gonna say certified for now, uh, because I I I think I completely understand what Spags and company are doing. I think they say they're saying to themselves, Joshua Williams is to us clearly has the higher ceiling and the more talented of the two. Because when, when Watson was playing, one of the things that really jumped out to me and held the way that, that Joshua Williams has played it, maybe they should embrace some of that too. But he was so – they were so – they were protecting him so much. He was so far off the ball. He was giving up a lot of short or easy easy passes in front because he was keeping everything in front of him, which I think was in a space to protect him. I think they feel more comfortable with the potential of Joshua Williams to be able to cover more. And I think, like I said, for now, now you get into the playoffs, like you just got to put the the person that's going to give you the best chance to win. And I will agree with you guys. Right now, I think Joshua. I think Jalen Watson is, is probably not going to give up as many big plays as as maybe Williams does. But man, Williams is in good coverage a lot of the times. He's just got to get, you know, the ball skill part down to knock the ball down. Like for me, it's, it's kind like of go- early Charvarius Ward type of stuff. Where like
0: remember yeah. against Seattle early in his career, he was in good coverage, but Russell Wilson just threw like three bombs over him and it was perfect ball placement. His receivers make the catch, and it's like there's nothing Charvarius Ward could do in that spot. Some of that is happening. But I also just think Jalen Watson right now, I know what their draft capital was. I think Jalen Watson today is a better player. personally.
2: It, it, it said, right now, but I, but I, I wonder in four weeks he gets more time if it starts to to click because like two plays that jump out to me is he got beat by digs uh, on a, on just like a fade in which he was in good position. He just, I mean he just didn't get his get 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 his hands up to knock the ball down. And then I think the one that many people remember and the one he was really hard on himself about was against T Higgins to really close out the game. Yeah. He's in good coverage. He's there. He just he just didn't he didn't get his hand in to 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 knock the ball down. I feel like Watson would have been 5 yards off coming up to make the tackle because they would have cuz I, I just think he wouldn't have been in tight coverage. I think he would have been backing up. They would have been he would have been backing up. And I I just think there is a difference there. And and like I said, I think certified for now because I think their thought is this guy has the higher ceiling and talent. And when we get into games that matter in the postseason, like to play the defense we want to play that we feel comfortable with, with some of these receiving cores we're going to face, we want to play tighter coverage. And I think they feel a lot more comfortable potentially with the talent overall of Joshua Williams. All right, sir, to kick us off, what's your prediction for this game uh, with the, uh, the Chiefs and the Texans?
1: I don't think this game should be close. Um, I know the Texans surprised the Cowboys with the dual quarterbacks last week and Davis Mills <laughs> and, and Jeff Driscoll, and, you know, and they made it a drizzy close game. And, That's Drizzy and, Cat to you. Yeah, and they almost pulled off the biggest upset of the entire NFL season. But the Chiefs played bad last week, and they know they played bad last week. I think it's just going to be easy for them on Sunday. I don't know that they're necessarily going to go out and just drop 40-something points or something, but I still think they win easily and comfortably. So I've got them winning this game 31-13. to I've got something pretty similar. I've got 34-20.
0: to I think they end up winning, and – this feels like a classic Andy Reid game where they're up like twenty-seven to three at the half. And then Andy just pumps the brakes and says, All right, we did everything we needed to do here. Third quarter, we're gonna run the football. Fourth quarter, it's any time. Like that, that kind of has that's what the feel of this game is to me. They show everything they need to in the first half, and then the second, like if I was betting on this game, I would bet Chiefs first half. That that would be the bet that I would make. Um, and then second half, just don't even worry about it. But that—that's mm-hmm. where I kind of see this thing going.
2: Boy, the Houston. How the, I'm trying in my mind to get to get the Houston Texans to 20. That is, that is aggressive. <laughs> Chad any
1: fourth quarter pick six.
2: Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be a shellacking. Um, I, I think the Chiefs get into the 40s. Um, I, 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 oh, maybe they're strong because I do think Chad Hilly plays. I, I'll go 35 35
0: to to 7. Damn. Damn.
2: I just I mean like yeah. I, I don't they got, I don't they know. Cuz there's no like way. Like we right? I think mean, seriously, you thought you thought the Broncos were going to be rough. I mean the Broncos had Jerry Judy at least and 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 you know some some things. Their tight ends are pretty good. Like, Apparently so is the Texans. He's, he's pretty good. Now, Now Russell Wilson, as bad as we want to say, he played most of the game. Yeah. Russell Wilson is 10 times better than Jeff Driscoll. And in, it was like his best game Davis of the year. Me.
0: Russ actually had
2: some moments in that
1: game, strangely you know, enough. There's three done. touchdowns. I think that's a, it's only his second
2: multi-touchdown game in the entire year. I know, but he looked he looked like old Russ. So. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Enjoy it. I'll be down here. I'll watch this thing in person, fellas. Guys, cheers because this is a tough part of the schedule. I mean, it is hard (laughs) to get up for these games, and this is the top one. We are out.